McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You done messed up, A.A. Ron? Yeah, huh? I've been geeking for this broadcast. Got me in my bag, cause all they do is talk a lot of trash. Wait until I see them face to face off of this podcast. What you gotta say now? Check the facts, don't have a wrong stat. Rock T, he a genius as a sport, make Ricky smile, boy. Super Davey Harley come up short on like it's cowboys. Always controversial, grip call up, plays no rehearsal. Got me talking all in circles. I hate the homies. And grip be laughing like it's funny. But they never bet no money. They my mans, but they throw me. Ah, I hate the homies. Yo, it's going down, baby. Welcome back to another episode of I Hate the Homies podcast. Rock Teasy's who I be. It's your boy Griff, and uh, shout out to this fresh soundtrack. Jeez. <laughs> and it's your boy Super Day. Man, this is episode number two. We still. Out on the air, you know what I'm saying? Can you I can't that? believe it. They didn't no. cancel us after episode number one. So we got episode number two now. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't believe it. My wife don't believe it. Look at the bonus, though. But look at the bonus. And now McDonald's is riding with That's the what homies. I'm talking what? about. Yeah. Hey. We got a McDonald's yeah. sponsor. Court of Hollywood cheese. Stop. <laughs> Right. Tell y'all something, man. <laughs> hey, my go-to burger is quarter pounder with cheese. We're going to talk about that later on in the show, man. But listen, I go to McDonald's. They know me as the burger buddy. I'm like the burger buddy of McDonald's. So stay tuned for all that. It's about to be bananas up in this bad boy. Uh, Super Dave, you hear how he high-key, low-key called himself the hamburger? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was right there, Griff. I was leaving it for you. He going to act like we don't know who the fry guys are? <laughs> All right, man. So this week we're going to be talking about the unfortunate situation, the Texas shooting with them babies that got killed. Uh, We're going to touch on Colin Kaepernick, your boy who will be playing for your Raiders, Griff, NBA Finals, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock situation. We got to update Nick Cannon, all his baby mamas and babies. And um, we're going to get into it. So we got a lot to talk about. Let's uh, let's start off with the Texas shooting, man. Here's what we know so far about the victims and the massacre. So unfortunate. The victims fatally shot at a Texas elementary school on Tuesday include 19 children and two teachers. They were fatally shot at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, west of San Antonio. Now, as this story continued to develop, that we found out that during the hour the gunman was inside the school, parents pleaded with officers to storm in, but they didn't go in. Right. Now, We all got kids. And if my child is at that school and I arrive and this is going on and we know the gunman is there, is in there, and we're telling the officers to go in, let's go, and the officers are telling us, oh, just stay back, just stay back. We got it all under control. I mean, I'm going going nuts. I don't know about you guys, man, but I'm like, man, forget y'all. I'm going in. I'm going to get my kid. No, we we don't want nobody to get hurt. But the videos that I saw, the parents were saying, well, I'll do it myself. If you're not going to go help save my child, then I'll go save my child myself. I just like to say as a father, 
being in South Africa and getting that news. And remember, this is the second massacre in the last 11 days, dog. Like, so this is, but when I saw them babies' faces, when I saw them little kids, dog, it took me out because, and then to find out that it's a school for second and third and fourth graders. So they are all the way little kids, don't have nothing to do with nothing grown, baby shark do 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 style, you know. Um, so that really broke my heart. I got daughters, I have sons, and that's the part that I hope the the country has empathy on, man. That's that's them kids was somebody's sisters and nieces and nephews and you know, brother. But you just said empathy. This is what we're going through each and every week. And I think we're all tired of this because I got a third grader and a fifth grader. And the problem is when I was sitting there laying in the bed and all this stuff was going on, my kids at school, I'm sitting there going, what would I do? And I'm telling you, I would go crazy. No one would be able to stop me because we always want to say these people are mentally ill. No, let's just call it straight what it is. People are evil. What happened in Buffalo a couple of weeks ago? That's evil. I don't have anything to do with mental health. These guys are just crazy. They want to do what they're doing. They get the gun and they feel like they're big and bad and better than everybody. But they want to prove it by killing people, innocent people. And we're not just talking about you mentioned the kids. What about the teachers? Teachers that come to work to teach our kids. They got to go. I mean, their husbands are going through this or sisters or brothers are going through this, losing a family member. That's hard to do. But if my kids were in that, it's no question. I'm going crazy right now. I'm calm right now. But if you would have saw me a couple of days ago, I couldn't talk to anybody because that thought in my mind was, what if it was my kids? Listen, man, you know, we, we take it for granted about our kids being safe at school. Because they should be. They should be. And listen, when school starts back next year, I'm not I'm not convinced and confident that hey, school start back, kid, you get to get ready to start, you know, another year of school. Man, do we do we do homeschooling? I mean, do we I mean this this is terrifying. But you can't run from your everyday life because of some fools out there. You gotta live. You still have to live, but you just have to be cautious. And we gotta teach our kids the same way. Look around you. Know what's going on. Have a way to get out or way to hide because that's what our world is now. We can't do anything, but we got to we got to continue to live because you got to work. I got to work. We can't stop working. We can't hide in our houses. We couldn't do that when COVID was going on. You know what I'm saying? The tough part is here you are, a parent who drop your kid off every day, every day, Monday through Friday. You 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 in a car lane, you. You you want to honk, but you don't honk. But you wave, you wave, you watch them go into the school sometimes through the rear view. But could you imagine that being your last time seeing your baby? Come on, man. Nobody, we, we, we take that part for granted. I think COVID was an eye opener. If God puts you through a valley, there's another side. So you just have to tend to the valley. You know what I mean? If you've never been in a wilderness, then how are you going to appreciate Canaan land? You know what I'm saying? So uh, I thought COVID was a time to apologize to people that you needed to apologize to. I thought COVID was a time 
to fix your relationship with your spouse or your girlfriend. It ended a lot of relationships. It ended a lot of relationships. Family members that you don't talk to no more because y'all mad about somebody stole a VCR in 86. So if you, if you didn't make your adjustments and pivot properly during COVID, oh man, it's, it, it was already showed to us. One time, one thing that I've, I've discovered, me and my wife discovered during COVID is we actually like each other. <laughs> because you know when you when you that's real no when you spend so much time together and you always with each other every single day every hour of the day every minute of the day because normally before covid we sticking and moving we in and out the house she doing her thing i'm doing my thing but during covid we're like yo i must really like you <laughs> right you know what i'm saying and that was kind of dope when we kind of discovered that about each other you know what i'm saying mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's see, with all that being said, covid and what happened in Texas or what happened here, the bottom line is we need answers. Yeah. No more questions anymore. No more sending apologies and condolences. I don't want to hear that anymore. I want an answer. I want an answer from the people that are serving us. What is the solution to protect our kids and protect our families? I think the right now solution is to put counselors in school so we can really address this mental health problem that we're having in America that we kind of just putting a Band-Aid on, man. You know what I'm saying? I would like to pray for the families, for the for the moms, the dads, the grandmas, to anybody involved in that situation, to the police that helped those kids. Thank y'all. To the faculty that couldn't help, you know, the, think of the trauma and the counseling that these people are gonna have to go through right now, you know what I'm saying? So, our thoughts are with y'all, our prayers are with y'all, and we are very empathetic. Uh, all three of us live in the state of Texas, so it hit harder when it's right here. Um, we want to move on to the. I, I actually would. I'm Uh-oh. actually ex- excited Uh-oh. about this transition. Uh oh. <laughs> You know, go ahead. Hey, go ahead, Griff. We're gonna let you go ahead and take over because this is. You know, I know you're excited about this one. Out of the 32 teams in the NFL, <laughs> who did it? So it, it always got to be one. Somebody has to stand out and do something different. I mean, what are we? We paying all these people? We getting touchdowns and interceptions, and everything. It has to be a franchise that rises above. Yes, damn me. So shout out to the Las Vegas Raiders and Mark Davis, son of Al Davis, who gave Colin Kaepernick a workout. And it was his first workout since 2016. All dude is saying is, uh, let me practice. Like, I can't practice. So shout out to the Raiders for making him eligible to practice possibly. All right, so let me jump in real fast. I'm I'm glad that Colin is getting this opportunity. Now, in my personal opinion, this is one of those Rock T Bold Sports Genius predictions. You know, if he's able to make the final roster with the Las Vegas Raiders, 
yeah, he's he's going to serve as a backup quarterback, obviously. But I think they're up to something, man. They're going to use him in different roles. They're going to use him in special packages. You know, you got the Wildcat package. You got the uh, the slot wide receiver package. There's going to be some things that he's going to be used kind of like Taysom Hill was used with the New Orleans Saints. Kind of with Cam Newton and Tim Tebow when he was in the league, how he was used. That's my personal opinion, which, you know, if you follow Josh McDaniel and everywhere he's coached, he's always had kind of a dual quarterback system or whatever. So um, kudos to you and your Raider Nation out there, big dog, if he's able to make this final roster. How old is Colin? He's what, Super Day. How old is 38, Colin? 38, 37, 38. What is he? 34? 34 years 34. old. 34, 35. And the last time we – I don't hate on Colin. I think what he did was tremendous. I mean, it was a big stand. I understand everything. But he's been out of football for how long? Seven, what, seven years? Six. Six six years. He's been out of football for six years. That's too long when you have young guys, fresh blood coming in. He hadn't played a lick yet. But we're putting him in position to go out there and do something that I don't think he could do, which is – what you just say about him being different positions on 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 the football field? That can't happen right now. Just take the backup role, learn the game, learn the speed of the game. He's been away for six years. Okay, Look so what happened to Michael Vick when he went to jail. He didn't come back just out the gate. What? What? He came back, but he wasn't. No, he wasn't the same what? player. No, he was not what? the same player. He wasn't the same. He Michael wasn't Vick the, like in okay, Atlanta. Then, but that's he was all still, I'm saying. But he the was game, still very serviceable in the NFL. Super how long? Was, but how long was that? That was two years. It We're talking matter. about six years. Yes, it does. In Colin football. Kaepernick, let me tell you something. Colin Kaepernick has been playing this sport since he was a, a little boy. Little boy. <laughs> He's been playing. So, yeah, he hadn't played in the NFL at the highest level. I get that, Super Dave. But it's, it's going to take him time to, to, to iron out the wrinkles. It's going to take him time to get back in the That's all I'm saying. But don't put floor. him up there. Don't put him up there yet. Let him, let him come in and build. Right. I said if. He got to practice, dog. Shout out to the Raiders for giving somebody a try. That's it. If, if he make the team and then in the summer we can talk about other stuff. But right now, shout out to the Las Vegas Raiders who are tattooed on my arm for being the best team in all of the NFL, dog. Are well, you crazy? The best team? Don't go. Don't go. Don't do that. Why you getting all loud with me over there? We're America's team. The Cowboys, what are we? America's team. Y'all want to be us. Anyway. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how Super Dave is a, is a Dallas Cowboy fan, but he, he talked bad about him every week. Even when they win, he finds some bad about constructive criticism. Him. I can have that. Win. Dave, Super Dave gets the Raggedy Fan of the Year award because he's a Raggedy <laughs> Dallas Cowboy fan. Can we get a... Uh, a sponsor for that, like the Raggedy Fan of the Year Award brought to you by Menon. I can't be constructive on my team. That's oh. all. It's constructive criticism. And you should take some of that, too. Griff, you had a hard year last year. So don't see the brain like you don't know what I'm talking about. Who had a hard Dog. All right. Okay, hold on. I'm going to say this, and then we're going to get ready for the quarter pounder breakdown. Before you... Put my team name in your mouth, homie. Remember this. Here's my face. We, Slap it. We 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 lost our head coach because of some trumped up charges. Remember that. We won our first game in almost nine overtimes against the Baltimore Ravens. Remember that. 
we had to regroup. Our special teams coach had to become the head coach. Our whole team need a uh, mental health day. No, no sound. That's all so I'm saying. So you want now. some. We need so a mental health season. What I'm hearing, you want some cheese with that wine because all I hear is whining <laughs> right whining, now. You whining, bro. You making excuses. You, you whining. That's all you do. Get you a big block of government cheese. I'm going to get you a big block of government cheese. Let me break down something real fast, uh, Mr. Griff. Listen, there's a reason why a roster has backup players. Now, oh, yes, I get it. Your starters are your best players, but there's a reason why you have a depth chart, okay? Next man up, doggone it. Look what happened when Bledsoe went down. Tom Brady steps in. You got to have your backup players got to step in. Your backup assistant coaches who want to be who want to be head coaches one day, they get their early shot. Hey, come on. It is what it is, man. So quit making excuses. The players are still the You're same right. players. You're right. Ask me how the Raiders going to do this season. Super Bowl. What does y'all talk about? Every year. Why would you even ask me? That's stupid at this point now. Every year. I hate the homies podcast is what you are watching and listening to right now. And um, ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for our quarter pounder breakdown presented by McDonald's. And we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. Oh, I called it. No, you didn't. I said Golden State. But you didn't say Boston. I think you called I don't care about. I don't really care about the East right now, the Eastern Conference. My team is the – Yeah, the East ain't got nothing to do with it. Thank you. You're absolutely right. It is my Golden State Warriors, my Golden State Warriors, and we've just built a dynasty. What have we done in the last eight years? We took a two-year layoff, and now we're back in the NBA Finals and have a shot to win our fourth title. I'm still trying what to What other out. team can do that? Except uh, Chicago Bulls, the Lakers, and now we're a part of that dynasty mix too. Well, you just you just answered your own question. You said what other team could do that? Right. <laughs> it's been <Boston>. done. <laughs> it's uh, been done, but I'm saying we're part of the mix. We're part of the dynasty mix now. I'm still trying to figure out why you're saying my Golden State Warriors. You ain't never been a Golden Stop! State Warrior fan. I was about to say the same thing. Super Day, we jumping on the bandwagon. You ain't never been a Golden State Warrior fan like the way you claiming right now, man. I've always since since the Splash Brothers. That's when I became a Golden State fan. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Super Dave's a super liar. That's what he is. I've been I've been that fan. I ain't never seen you wear no Golden State nothing. Never. You ain't throwing you up no You have me. Now you love the light-skinned dudes? Stop it. <laughs> never. You ain't never. You ain't got no Did Golden State t-shirt, him? nothing. Did you hear him? My Golden State Warriors and my, my, me, me, me. <laughs> Grow up, dog. It is my team. Y'all are just haters right now. Man. And they're they are the new dynasty right now. Come on, man. Look at Steph. Look at I mean, and we're not talking about just this thing this season. Look at next year. Because they got a lot what you saw against the Mavericks and against uh the Denver, the Denver teams, you saw a young team with older players. You're in the mix with Green, Thomas. And Curry, but you have other guys like Pooh, Looney, all these guys Man, are stepping I up. I listening to you a long time ago, dog. I ain't why? even going to lie, dog. Why you, you hating on me, man? you ain't no Golden State <laughs> fan, man. you just jumping on the bandwagon. What are you talking about? I can drive I'm the bandwagon the if bay, I want dog. to. I can drive it. I ain't it. even claiming to Golden State like that. I can that. drive the bandwagon. I'm, on t- I'm not a Maverick fan. Thank you for saying that out loud, though. Now we won't be so crucial on you. So, okay, Wagner. okay, Mr. Mr. Golden State fan. I go with a winner. Right. I go with a winner. Where do you guys rate Golden State 
as a dynasty franchise compared to the Bulls of the 90s mm. and the Lakers and the Celtics of the 80s and all mm -hmm. that? Where do, you, where do you put them at? I'm actually a fan of what they created over there. Like when you really think about it and you dig in the, while you're talking about the NBA, uh, the, the Bulls and those teams, Steve Kerr played with Michael Jordan. Steve Kerr knew then he was the worst person on the team. But if you could get around some stars, anybody could get the rock and shoot a three. Now he with the best now he's with who will go down as the best shooter in NBA history. He know he can lead them boys alone. He, he's Steve Kerr's a proper point guard. He's a floor general. He has nothing. Hey, guys, I got a plan. But do yours, though, if, if nothing happens. I don't care. He's a player's Whatever. coach. He's a player's coach, bro. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't put them, and I'm, I'm, I am with Golden State, but I wouldn't put them past Chicago. When you look at Jordan and what he did with the Chicago and the Chicago Bulls, oh, never. Dynasty, nobody said that. I know. I'm just saying, but they won six titles in eight years. Six titles in eight years while, get, you, while getting beat up by the bad boys of Detroit. Exactly. The, 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 the rules. The rules have changed. So you, we can say whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to say about Golden State now and teams nowadays. Put them back then. It was a different game. A whole different game, it was man. A whole they, different come game. On, man. They, they literally boxing each other going through the lane. But like, but Golden State came up with their own kind of play and what they're doing on the court, which respect, is always respect. movement. They're always movement. They're a finesse team, but they find a they find a high percentage shot, and that's what the Mavericks saw with them. That's what all these other teams seen with them. They will always step. I mean, step step is never standing still. He's always moving around, and you can't put a lockdown on him. And when you think he's going to shoot that three, that they're not even a three-point team. They find a high percentage shot. They're always driving to the basket and make that easy shot. They're not a three-point shooting Super team. Day. They're not. I they're was, not. I was with you Ooh. until you said that. Are they're you not. Dumb. Are you crazy? Griff, they're you, not. Who, get your point, are you, dog? you a bandwagoner, dog. We really don't respect your judgment no more. That means you like whoever. That means you really like whoever, dog. Do you know how disrespectful that is to my daddy and my brother and my cousins and all the people? Guess who my Dave? Guess who my second favorite NFL team is? Who? The Raiders! <laughs> and my third favorite and my thousand favorite. Yeah. I can't believe you walked into that. Yeah, but, but hold on, this before we hold on, before we let, I'm still tripping. Oh, and you're saying the Golden State Warriors are not a three-point shooting no, team. No, they're not. That's what they you know. Rock. If you watch that Maverick uh, series, you watch that you, Denver series. Do you even know, know what they basketball play. is? You see, no, you they seen let this, you play girl. when you grew you up. Seen, huh? No, you see, they wouldn't let you play. You, no, you, you see this. Bad, you what were bitter. they doing against the Mavericks? They were going inside on the Mavericks. So, they play inside and then take it outside. They make they go for the high percentage shots. They're not doing what the Mavericks they got do. Options, but but but. Agreed, agreed, Super Dave. But to overall say, and and you did make a very overall general statement. They're not a three point team. They're the not Golden State Warriors. Ain't a three point team. <laughs> They're not a three point wow, shooting team. You you messing up the you messing up the podcast. Pull up the numbers, Credit, dog. Pull up the numbers. You are and let's go by one series. You Pull up the numbers. Become the I hate the homie of the week by making that dog no ignorant statement. I hate y'all. And take the super off your name. Your new I name hate y'all. Y'all don't understand. David. what. <laughs> y'all y'all watch basketball, but apparently you don't.
That was our quarter pounder breakdown presented by McDonald's right there. So let's talk about this quarter pounder, double quarter pounder with cheese, man. Let me tell y'all something, man. The way that joker come out fresh, hot, steaming in the bag, ain't nothing like the quarter pounder with cheese made like you like it. And mm. you, you don't want no burger that's been sitting up under a doggone heat lamp for hours. And then you come through the drive through and order and you can tell the, the meat is all dry. Not the double quarter pounder with cheese in McDonald's. The thing is off the chain, my man. I'm going to see your drive through comment and raise you. I, it, I want mine to look like the picture right there. You could not even know how to talk. No language. You could go into a McDonald's anywhere around the planet and point at that delicious quarter pounder with cheese, partner. Come on, and see, and this is why you guys are so small, because I know y'all just eat one quarter. I eat two hey. because I'm a big guy and you guys are small. You see, look at you guys and look at me. Wow. I feel like right now everybody listening should clean their glasses a little bit. Like, what is the is the bandwagoner doing? No, no, hold on. I eat, I eat two double quarter pounders. All right. Two <laughs> of them. Good. Cause them things are off the chain. Okay then. So get your get your drip. Look at Griff. Look at, <laughs> as fire as your so drip. Tired. When you order a double quarter pounder with cheese at McDonald's. Oh, and get a free medium fry and drink when you mm-hmm. get your double quarter pounder with cheese in the McDonald's app. Extra napkins are on us. It's going down. So the extra napkins is on Dave. Yeah. Since he goes so big, yeah. he got two meats and two napkins. <laughs> so. Griff, you are the comedian of the bunch, and we're all aware of what just happened with Chris Rock and the Will, Will Smith situation. And then recently, Dave Chappelle, the dude, ran up on him and tackled him on stage. G- give us your thoughts on, on that. You know, I, I, I've been performing in South Africa for the last uh, 13 days. Yesterday was my last show, and tomorrow I'm having my, my it's the like the Hollywood Walk of Fame inside the casino where the theater is. I'm having my hands put in a, or the Walk of Fame. It's an induction tomorrow at, at one o'clock. So congratulations, my brother! Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Gonna be some big hands, homie, is what they call me. But uh, it's good to know that. See, comedians and audiences have a very special situation that's going on, and nobody knows except us. Here is. 200 people, 150 people, 90 people that you don't know, and you have to make them like you quick in the first 110 seconds. That's all you have, about two minutes. If you can flip this crowd your way, something special could happen for the night. And it's so good to know that audiences are coming to the comedy clubs to still yearn for that special because the Bible says, dog, this ain't Griff saying that I don't know what religion anybody else listens to. But in the book that I read called the Bible, Proverbs seventeen twenty two says laughter is good for your soul like a medicine. So here we are, these people who've had tragic upbringings, dog. Think about it. The, the, the drama mask are happy and sad. Our tragedy is everybody else's comedy. It wasn't funny when it happened to us, but we got to take it on the chin and push it back positive. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just glad just being here and seeing how the crowds are still receiving, seeing how those were some isolated incidents and everybody ain't tripping in the comedy clubs right now. Like it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling because I've always 
I've always felt a responsibility with comedy. You know, here I am on a different co continent, but I'm still an ambassador of America, letting them know what's happening over there in here. I'm a sociologist. We're doing podcasts. We do radios. We talk for a living. So it's good to know that people are still receiving people who talk for a living. Now, have you ever... And they're going to be okay. Have you ever dealt with something like that? you ever run up on Griff? It's a whole okay. bunch of running. That was my next... That was, I, mean, I see where you're going, Dave. I, yes. That's what, like, so what would you do if that happened to you? Exactly. I would not like to play your hypothetical. <laughs> today, today, I've been doing comedy for 27 years, a month, a week, and a couple days. Mm -hmm. And... That never happened to me in my entire career, so I don't expect. I don't know how to play. How you know when, when a woman say, "Now imagine if you was pregnant." Yeah, how's that feel? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I twisted my ankle one time in the fourth grade, and it hurt bad. Is that a second trimester? But you, but you've never come close where you looked out in the audience and you saw somebody that just had that mean look on their face about you. Maybe said something about them, or they felt like you were targeting them it's a it's a target thing like you like it's a it's a special kind of person that want to leave their house get dressed up and go somewhere where somebody could talk about your blouse let me tell y'all something <laughs> it, it, i didn't mean to cut you off grip but this is where the society that we live in now is sensitive back when richard Pryor and eddie started, murphy and, and back then man yeah. comedians are comedians it's their job to take even tragedy and make it funny to kind of uplift the mood and make everybody feel good or whatever. So nowadays you can't say nothing about nobody. We, we, we're African-American and I'm not a comedian Griff, but you know, as a comedian, I'm sure you talk about things. We always talk about our, our culture, you know, different between a black mama and a white mama and so on and so forth. So it's just jokes. It's fun and funny. Stop taking things so serious. And you know, in this, you know, even with the Will Smith situation, man, you know, don't don't take things so serious. It's jokes. Well, that's a whole nother episode because that was that was very personal. That wasn't because the joke and and the whole comedy fraternity. No, the joke was lame. Uh, Gi Jane, we was all like, wait a minute, is she in a new one? Are they doing something online? Like we was like, why is he? using a 1996 reference in 2022 so the joke sucked but did the joke deserve to be bust in the mouth with the best slow motion and freezes you thought michael jordan has memes those chris rock memes was amazing and he a comedian so he had to he had to laugh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's pray for the comedians too. Okay, indeed, we indeed. Need therapy, and we need this episode of I Hate the Homies is brought to you by McDonald's. You know how you can smell when your food's about to be good, good. That's me every time I pull out the Mickey D's drive-through with a McCrispy sandwich. I mean, we're talking about two buttered buns stacked with pickles and crispy, juicy, tender chicken. Come on, man. And when that crispy chicken and the crispy pickle come together between two butter buns, yeah, all is good. And the funny thing is that I don't think I've ever made it home from the drive-thru without taking a bite of that freshly prepared McCrispy sandwich. Because once I smell it, I got to have it right there in the car. I guess the word is out on that. So go get yours today. Prayer. So 
speaking of um, comedians, and I don't want to go so far and say funny situation, but this is interesting. Now, I'm the first person to tell people like Nick Cannon, you know, what he's doing in his career, the things that he's accomplishing, freaking amazing. The dude is doing some Dick Clark type, Ryan Seacrest type stuff, man. He's on fire. But when it comes to him saying that he ain't built for marriage and he got eight kids, I believe, four baby mothers. Now, what I respect about that, and I want to hear what y'all think, what I respect about him coming out saying I ain't built for marriage, he's being honest. He's being straight up honest, telling the truth. I tried the marriage thing, didn't work out. Obviously, he's a great father because he's there for all of his children. He's got everything worked out between the mothers of his children and his system is working for him and, and, his, and the mother of his children. And I don't have a problem with him saying that, but social media lit him up, especially the ladies. Of course. But guess what though? Uh, Nick Cannon is in his own superhero life, dog. If he want to have a whole bunch of females that want to have kids with him, who know they got to see other females who got kids with him. That's your desire. That's what that's what you want on a birthday party. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what you want at Christmas. You you signed up for that. You knew what was going on. Like, don't be so shocked and amazed. But then that hey, look, it's working for Nick. Nick is providing for everybody. People is no one is on black Twitter saying, hey, Nick ain't giving me my money. <laughs> like <laughs> Niggas handling his business. Would I be able to do that? Not at all. It's too much talk. I don't judge anyone like that that says they're not built because I don't think marriage is for everybody. It's, that's a hard it, – it's a fun life, but it's a hard life because now you, you're a man. You, no, don't say that. No, don't say it that. It is. I'm just – no, my wife is listening. Say, that's fine. I'm get saying, married no, my Dave. wife is listening, but the whole point is you got to be able to communicate. That's number one. If you don't have communication, you're not going to get anywhere in marriage. And that's one thing for us as men, it's hard to do most of the time is commu- communicate because they want to communicate because they'll turn around and say, uh, Super Dave, well, that's what she calls me at home. Uh, Your wife called you Super Dave? Yeah, of course. That's interesting. Calling you Super Dave. <laughs> you no, I would, that word would never come out of my mouth ever it's again. Too late. It's Dave. too late to stamp that. <laughs> <laughs> David, <laughs> Davidian, <laughs> you know, when they say when they say marriage is a hard job, but you got to treat it like your dream job. You can't treat it like working somewhere and the oil is everywhere and you got like and I hate this job and tomorrow I got to go and I'm going to smell like this. That's but that's why that's why you like have to marry for job. love. It, you got to treat it like it can't just be for love thing. And then. Here go one person on the whole planet who could check you. Come on, dog. We all are kind of popular. We're popular dudes. But only your wife could check you and make you feel regular. And the question you got to ask yourself, is this my ego about to respond because everybody loves me, I think? Or do I have to bow down to my better half and hear what she's saying? So... When you can figure that out, dog. And guess what? Nick said, and all them women understand, Nick going to have some more babies. It's, a, it's all and, the understanding, and, and bro. Jump. Maybe in seven years, Nick say, I want to get married. With my somebody, I want to get married. We want to live 
in Epcot Center because that's what's going to have to hold all these kids. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. My wife and I, we say it all the time on our on our Perfect Pair podcast. And, you know, it's called the Perfect Pair podcast because we're far from perfect, but we're perfect for each other. And we've learned each other's love, love language, you know, the, through the good times and the bad times. And it, a relationship is not 50-50. You know, it's literally 100%, 100% coming together as one to make it happen. And communication and honesty and truth is the most mm. important piece. And mm-hmm. that's what Nick Cannon is doing with his the mother of his children. He's being very honest. He's being very upfront. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got NDAs. And he gives it to them before they even have any kind of encounters. <laughs> saying, hey, this is the kind of relationship we're going to have. If you want to have a, a child, then here's what's going to happen. Here's how it's going to be laid down. He's being straight up honest. So the woman or the mother or his relationships, whatever you want to call them, they're not gonna ha- they shouldn't have no problems or issues with it. Um, Nick is pimping. Let's move on or end the show. What you Big pimping, man. Pimping, pimping. And I ain't mad at him. There it is, you, man. You can, you, can, you can call it what you want and paint it how you want to paint it, dog. I'm from California, dog. Marriage is not built for everybody. Let's right. just say that. It is not. I got a lot of uncles from the Bay, dog. Right. Just, listen, 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 dog. Don't get me started. Some people are receptive to that, and some people know the game. So it's all good, Nick. God bless you. And your little Nicks. <laughs> and we will no longer call him by the S word. You are called Dave from this point on, but amongst us three. I shared maybe, a moment with we y'all. We should call him Bandwagon Dave. <laughs> I have t shirts at home. I have in my meet in my game room, I have a big super day. That's what they call me. My kids call me Super Daddy. So y'all just join the crowd. I can respect. It's a respect factor. I can respect Super Daddy because you do you handle your business as a father. So kudos to you. Super Daddy, hold on. I handle my business yeah, as a husband too. From you. Yeah, as is, a man. husband, I handle my business. That's not my wife would tell you that. So you and your wife are sitting in a couch, watching whatever y'all watch streaming, and she not put in her hell. hand yeah. on your knee softly and say, "Super Dave, hold <laughs> me. Give me some water." Yes. And there's no problem with that. I don't. Y- y'all are laughing about it, but we don't think nothing of it. That's it. We That's don't it. think nothing of We're that. We're done. We're done. Hey, man, I hate the homies. <laughs> they, Super Davis, I hate the homie award of the week. By he, the he, the, he the whole hated homie right yes. there. Why? Because I love my marriage and my wife loves me. Why? We all love our marriage. Okay, then. Is blank Dave. <laughs> there it is, man. Hey. Episode two is complete. I hate the homies. Go tell three people this week. Go tell a friend to tell a friend. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, subscribe, download it. If you guys keep listening, we're going to keep bringing it to you every single time. It is what it is. We ain't going nowhere. I hate the homies. This is an Urban One Incorporated and Reach Media production hosted by myself, Griff, Rock T, and Super Dave. Follow I Hate the Homies on all our social medias. Executive produced by Super Dave Robinson. Supervisory producer is Kobe Cole Kiner. Sales and corporate partnerships, Josh Romani, Michelle Marino, and Kadisha Campbell. Digital marketing, my guy, J.R. Davis, and Tim Hall. Thank you for listening. Rock Teasy's who I be. Hey, man, my name is Griff. God bless you. Have an amazing week. And what my wife calls me, I'm Super Dave. Do it, and no. we'll always be Super Dave. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate the homies, man. We out. Deuces. Ah! 
hate the homies.